Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the IME Podcast. My name is Dominic Kilworth, athlete, personal trainer, business owner, and personal development enthusiast. I'm joined alongside with Jackson Tippett, who is also a personal trainer, influencer, and fitness model. Together, we are your host of this podcast, where with each episode, we'll bring you an inspiring message or person to help you live your best life. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Now, let's get into it. What is up, guys? We are back with another episode on the IME podcast. Got a special guest in today, Matt, um, ex-NRL player for the Titans and current buyer's agent. Um, He's got his toes in a bit of everything, and I'm keen to have a chat with him and um, see what a day in the life of of Matt is like. So welcome aboard, brother. Thanks for having me, bro. It's good to be here. Yeah, man. It's been been a while. We um, (laughs) tried to connect this for a bit and a bit of back and forth, and um, good to finally meet you and have you on, man. Yeah, no, it's uh, mate. You know what it's like when uh, we're all we're all doing our best in life. Things get busy and whatnot. But I'm glad we could um, find a time that mutually fit in, man. We we get it done here on the beautiful Gold Coast, eh? Hundred percent. And you know, I'd rather do it face to face than just have you over an audio Definitely. and you know have that connection and get people to see you and what what you kind of do. So that leads me to start. Like, who is Matt and what do you actually do right as as of now? Yeah, man, it's a good it's a good question, right? When people ask you, uh, what do you what do you sort of do? So, uh, mate, long story short, I was an ex NRL athlete for the Gold Coast Titans, a professional athlete. Um, unfortunately, retired through injury, and then um, was a property investor throughout my time as well. Uh, loved property, loved it as a vehicle to build, you know, generational wealth. And then I turned that into a, a passion, helping people now. A uh, run a buyers agency company called the Srama Group here on the Gold Coast. So. Um, yeah, yeah, beautiful. So I'm going to go back a bit. Um, how did you How did you go about getting into the NRL? Was it you know were you talented? Was your family um, playing NRL, or was it more just your drive and you know we we genetically gifted, or um, was it just your passion and you you made it? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely not gifted. That's for <laughs> sure. I remember uh, growing up, I never really made any of the the rep teams and and whatnot. I. Uh, I always used to sort of come around third, fourth at sports carnivals and whatnot, but I always had a crack at everything. That was probably the biggest thing. So my mum's from uh, the Philippines yeah, and my dad's from Poland and um, they're both immigrants. You know, English wasn't their first language. Both came over here with nothing, you know, so it's a it's your typical immigrant sort of story. And um, yeah, you know, I owe them everything because um, I felt they shaped, you know, we didn't really have much growing up. We grew up in West Western Brizzy, the yep. hood. So um, yeah, it was a bit bit rough up there, but um, yeah, had everything we needed as as kids. And then yeah, my dad played footy, not professionally, but played footy. And then so did my older brother. So obviously, just come in the family. I started um, my first game was when I was five years old. Yeah. And, so uh, yeah, you, the team you played for was uh, Titans. Yeah, yeah, professionally, yeah. But I grew up in West Western Brizzy. Yeah, and um, played uh, out there until I was about. 18 and then got picked up from the Gold Coast Titans. How surreal was it when the Titans um, contacted you and said, we want you to play for us? Yeah, no, it was, it was epic. Like it's, when you're a kid, like like anyone who's got dreams of being like an astronaut or like a, yeah. a doctor or lawyer, whatever, mine was to play footy. Like I wanted to play on like, like the guys I see on TV and the NRL. And um, that was in my 
like subconscious since I was like five. And it's funny, like now I'm older, I realize, man, I was like manifesting that my whole life. It was everything. So yeah. that was my whole life. I, I sacrificed a lot in school. Like I wouldn't really go to parties. I'd stay home and train and, and you know, and, and sacrifice a lot. And I was really driven by it. And then uh, when school finished, I was in the junior system, you know, so that was a surreal environment, you know, getting used to traveling and hopping on planes and stuff. Yeah. And then, um, had a few good years and then uh, got that full-time contract and that's just the best feeling ever because pretty much you, it's your job then. You know, I was juggling sort of uh, – I had a job at a warehouse just grinding and I'd leave there early to go train and you're just sort of trying to make ends meet and then, um, yeah, when you become full-time, it's – yeah, you hop on a contract and you're, you're with the team full-on. Yeah, I've got a few, few mates that um, play professional right now. Um, I want you to – some say it's not, you know, it's not all what it seems to be. Um, what was a typical day in the life when you were playing for the GC Titans? Like, take us through a day in the life. Yeah, no, it's, it's mate, it's tough. Like, yeah. it, it's really mentally and physically tough being a professional athlete. Uh, a lot of background noise as well, whether it's media, yeah. family, coaches, criticism. So there's all that you have to deal with as well. Um, so it's definitely not for the faint-hearted, but um, and that that's why you got to be in that top percentile. That's why only so many can be professional athletes, right? So uh, a typical day, mate. It was uh, it's good. You'd wake up always, you know. Fuel was probably the big one. I noticed yeah. some days where I didn't fuel up properly, mate. You you bust in like it's a, it's tough. You have oh, hundred percent. You got to eat a lot. So do you have a nutritionist? Or yeah, not? they yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. And I was always that guy uh, who needed to keep the weight on. You know? Yeah. So. I was always uh, eating like beyond what I, what I could just to fuel up. But yeah, so mornings would generally be like um, a conditioning sort of session, you know, pretty pretty tough sessions. And then, um, you know, you do all the ice baths. Recovery was always a big one. And That's then, why we go to rigs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out rigs. Plug yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so doing all that sort of stuff, stretching, uh, you know, your protein shakes, all that. Yeah. And then you go in and mate, it's like, classroom you do some theory you know maybe you're reviewing the game from the weekend all right and you, you split up into like backs forwards um and you look at your game the coach is giving you some clips to review um and whatnot and you see what you could have done better and whatever get have lunch um dick around with the boys and whatnot and then you got your weights in the afternoon yep um generally you'd, you'd always get paired up with people who are similar weight because you, you're trying to – it was all around progressive overload all the time, a lot of power, strength-based stuff, all your big compound lifts, um, and then more recovery. And then nighttime, um, you know, it was all around either we'd have a field session or uh, Arvo off doing um, promotional stuff, you know, so going to schools, functions, events, corporate stuff. Um, just representing the brand, so it was a, uh, it, it was pretty cool. Pretty. So diverse. you were virtually doing, you know, some days three sessions in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes three, and then some days, you know, gym would be. Sw- I would always do gym, but then say like a field session, intense field would be swapped out with a wrestling session. So we'd go to like a jujitsu gym and yeah, right. do hectic um, wrestling and. Um, yeah, and then obviously later on in the week, you'd tone down the training because game day was coming up. So it'd be more around like a rehearsal, really. Yeah. So you'd do like one rehearsal session. They used to call it like a captain's run. So that was a 45 to an hour um, at the stadium. You're wearing like the jersey, the boot, everything's, And it's like you're going through as if you're sort of playing. Um, and that's your final team for the week. So you're always hoping you're in that final team for the week, you know. 
hundred percent. I want to ask you who was who was the toughest opponent or scariest that you ever come across when you played NRL? Like, was there anyone that was like intimidating? Oh man, <clears throat> straight away comes to mind it's New Zealand. Like, yeah. uh, uh, firstly, you go over there and it's never sunshine. It's cold. It's wet. Um, their their crowds are very hostile as well. And um, mate, you. You they know, don't do the huckabuck. No, 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 no. But some of these <laughs> some of these poly guys, man, they're huge. Yeah. Like the wingers who are usually 80, 90 kilos, mate, they're like six foot six, a hundred and <laughs> you know, and they're the ones who take those first carries. So I, I, I'd say I've just got some bad memories of like uh these New Zealand Warriors uh players run, running at me. But uh I mean Paul Gallen was one. He, he I remember I've heard that, eh? Yeah, yeah. He, he currently he does boxing. He does now. boxing now, yeah, yeah. And he's just an animal and so much respect to him. I respect him a lot. Um but he was just an animal in terms of um it was like tackling like a like a rock solid <laughs> like the table. Yeah. And uh, I remember I did my AC joint once. I, I tackled him and um, I fucked my shoulder. Out. I was out for like six weeks and it was it was literally like a table. I, I tackled a table and, uh, yeah, so he comes to mind as well. Just those guys who were low centre of gravity but really thick and strong. Yeah. And that's the thing as an NRL athletes, they're, they're not only fit and strong and big but they're mobile and, and fit as well. It's like the, the all-round sort of athletes I, I felt. So it was um, – yeah, it was a tough toll on the body, and then that's why eventually I retired. I mean, my body just had a had a like it copped a lot in the sort of six years I was professional. So you retired because of injury? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Doctors' advice and weighed up a few things as well. I was really, really fortunate. Sliding doors moment, I guess, where I was, I, I did some smart things with my money when I was playing. Like it's it's really sad. Like a lot of guys just sort of when they retire, they got yeah, they blown it, they blown everything. So they had too much of a good time, but. Um, I was I was in um, real into property investing and and that and then I don't know I I just I love footy but then it wasn't my identity either yeah you know so that led you into becoming what you do now which is a buyer's agent kind of yeah yeah I started off as a real estate agent first yeah um, and then I stopped that and seen a huge gap in the market and jumped on the buying side and started a buyer's agency company so for everyone listening you know everyone's not you know into this so yeah. um. What is the difference between real estate and a buyer's agent? Good question. Uh, th- the easiest way to put it is a uh, real estate agent works for the seller. So they'll list a home, try to sell it for the best price possible, right? And um, scam you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I work for buyers. So buyers okay. employ me to say, hey, Matt, we want a four-bedroom house in Burley, Miami, down to Palm Beach. Yep family home we're a family of four ideally like to have a pool our budget's three to four million um we like this pocket you know and then i'll go out and find it on their behalf and then i'll also negotiate the deal direct with the agent so they don't have to deal with them and then i'll do all the uh, due diligence as well so i check for all the um make sure it's all good basically the stuff the agent's probably not going to tell you i find all that out for my client and then yeah just what the easiest way I put it as well, like we, we outsource a, a mechanic to fix our car. We we hire a PT to personal yeah. train. Um, I'm the guy you outsource to buy you your biggest asset in life, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So then, why? So say I want to buy a house, which I do. Um, why would I go to you over a real estate agent? Mm. What's the difference? Like, why would you? Why would I pick you? Yeah. So I guess the big thing is. The agenda is probably a big one. So obviously the, the real estate agent works for the seller. So okay. that's their client. 
at the end of the day, I work for, for the buyer, so for you for this instance. So I'd get a quick idea what you're looking for. I'd get a sense whether I could add value. That's probably the biggest thing. I, I turn away a lot of clients as well. But um, the ones I take on, it's, it's the ones I generally can add value. And the way we add value mainly is saving people time, stress and money. That's what I find the biggest ones are, the pain points. So stress, the process is quite, um, you know, anyone who's listening who has bought property, it's, yeah. uh, it's a pretty stressful and emotional roller coaster. So we alleviate that. Time's probably, time's a huge one actually now that we work with a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, mums and dads who've got kids, um, elderly, first home, but like a, a range of people. And this is the way the world's going, right? Everyone's lacking more time. Like Uber, for instance, like every yeah. we're getting food, we can't, we got no time to go out there. We everything's remote and like delivered and and stuff like that. So I'm finding a lot of people actually just value, hey, this is what we're looking for. Just go do it all. You, you do it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're happy to pay for that sort of service. And then the biggest value add is obviously I do all the pricing. I, I value the property. I'm a valuer um, as well, so I value the property. Um, I negotiate on the property. Um, I ensure that the client's not going to be overpaying basically as yeah. well. So the main thing is I'm giving them full peace of mind that, hey, if they're spending anywhere from sort of, you know, uh, 750K to up to like 5 million, um, it's in their best interest and it's full confidence as well. And um, yeah, and off markets is probably the biggest one. We do a lot of what's called off market transactions. So silent listings. So stuff that isn't available to the public, we're doing, they're called silent listings. Okay. Yeah. So you do uh, rent and buy or just buy? Just buy, yeah. Just, uh, so just, why not rent? Well, it's like the – people ask us as well, like because we're so niche, we only work from like this pocket of the Gold Coast as well. Yeah. Like we've had clients, hey, can you help us northern Gold Coast or Brisbane or, um, you know, and, and, I f and like same property management or um, holiday letting and things like that. I, I feel with business what I learnt is – Instead of going uh, wide and, and shallow, you better, better go narrow and deep. Yeah, right. So become the expert in a, a certain niche. So I, I heard this podcast. Um, I love like Tony Robbins and Dave yeah, Graziosi, same. you know, all those. And I learned a lot around them with business. Like find your niche on niche. So um, my niche is just helping. Yes, I could help sellers, buyers, renters, everyone. I just focus on buyers. And then I only focus on a certain little area as well. And that's it. And, and I just become the expert. So I, that's my ideal client in that. I don't go outside of that. And I find that that's, I'm the expert in that area. Anything outside of that, I'm happy to refer it on or, or um, pass it to other people because um, it's that whole abundance mind, Matt. There's plenty, we have wait lists um, most really? of the time. So it's it's when you're the expert of one thing, I think that's, that's what I look for anyway. When I'm yeah, that's looking to find a um, PT, right? You probably relate to this. Um, I don't really want a, a, a broad, like if I had, I wanted a um, comp prep or something, you know, I didn't, I don't want a just general PT. I want a comp yeah, prep okay. PT who's, who's knows the ins and outs of the food I need to be eating, the training style, you know, not yeah. your everyday um, fresh to the industry PT. Like when you put PT, there's all these different segments of PTs, right? Yeah, so no, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. <clears throat> How important is mindset to you? Oh, it's everything. So is that like, do you feel that's what separates, you know, we're going to say normal people as opposed to people that are successful? Like is mindset the, the dictating factor? I reckon it's nearly everything, yeah. Well, so, I, I just think, yeah, the, 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 the way that 
the top 1% think in all different industries, I think, are thinking differently to the 99%. So have you always been into mindset or is it something that has come about as your career has gone on? Yeah, definitely come about. Like, obviously it wasn't like that as a kid, but um, when I was playing professional sport, it was like, um, yeah, that it was huge. Like, if my mindset was wrong, I wouldn't be performing at my best. And I just um, – and I find now I'm in business, it's um, – it's, it's like the sport. The sport is business. I, yeah. I really believe that. And I think to be successful in business, you have to b- have a good mindset. And I, I learned heaps from um, professional sport that I've carried over. And it's so relatable. It's, um, it's crazy. Is there any like some tips or advice or anything you do on a day-to-day basis to, um, you know, level up your mindset? Like do you do, you do um, who you look up to? books you read, podcasts, affirmations. What yep. do you do? Like anything that you find really helps? Yep. Morning routine. I love it. Life-changing. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I feel having a – So I'm going to ask you the the question. What is your morning oh, routine? All right, let's go there. Yeah. I, love the, I love the morning <laughs> yeah, routines. Yeah, man. I, I, I had um, – do you know Todd Jarrett? I, oh, I know that name. I know He's, the name. Do you know Dr. Epson? Yeah. So it's cl- he works with him and I had okay, him on, bro. Yeah. You got, should listen to it. His morning routine. He calls it the elite morning routine. And I swear to God, it. it is crazy, man. I he, love it. He explained it for like 20 minutes. Yeah, really? Yeah, It was yeah. full on. I, I love it, man. And and you know what? I, I see it as this, right? Like mine's pretty structured, Len. It's, it's very much the same every morning. Yeah. But what I find is once I finish the routine, my day is very – I've got no idea. What, like it's so uncertain, this industry. Yeah. And, and being in business as well, there's fires come left, right and center. So it anchors me for the certainty I have each morning. Yeah. And it, it gets me in the right primed mode, like Tony Robbins calls it priming. Yeah. So I know I'm going to be the best version of myself for whatever comes my way today. So I always wake up sort of 4 a.m., um, cold Early. showers, number one. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll sip on um, olive leaf extract on an all empty right. stomach. I haven't done yeah, that. Just so what's... For immunity, immunity, I've oh, heard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And just as soon as I wake up, just um, a probiotic and um, uh, olive leaf, just a shot of it. I might have um, to add that into mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, mate, I've, I, I don't get sick too often, but I don't know. I just heard it. Yeah, no, I've heard that good. too. Yeah, yeah, olive leaf extract. Yeah. So if, especially if you train a lot, like to keep your um, immunity yep. strong in that. Um, cold shower is like, if you could do one thing, I think in the morning routine, it's a cold shower, like. Yeah, so interesting because people showers at different temperatures. So, do you do a certain time or like like how do you structure the cold? Because like when I go to Riggs Recovery and hop in the ice bath, oh yeah, yeah, it's completely different to yep. a, a shower. So, mm-hmm. do you just go by time or yeah? What? So I'll, I'll I'll flick it on. What see? It's cool as well. It's like uh, there's so much science behind it, obviously, but it's not only the uh, getting the blood flow going and just your everything's just buzzing. Mm. It's also the mental. Um, the win, hundred like, percent. You know, like you, I don't. It still doesn't get any easier. I've done it for yeah. four years. Like I, I, I haven't missed a morning, but it doesn't get easier. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Especially this time of year, winter. Yeah. Like it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Let's let's go. And then um, <laughs> I just flick it straight cold and just go bang. And then usually I'll just do ten solid breaths. Yep. And then um, I, I'll always sort of just try to focus on okay, fight or flight. Yep. You know. How am I responding to this uncomfort right now? I, I find that's the the real winner is like put yourself uncomfortable, and then how do you react? So like, am I am I panicking? 
Am I going, fuck, what's going on? You know? yeah. Or am I cool? I'm cool, calm, collected. Because when my day starts, there's going to be things that come at me that are that are pretty big issues. Um, you know, how am I, I responding? Like can I, yeah. can I tackle it quite easily? Yeah. I could, I, so easy, do, you, yeah. do you go from um, cold to hot or it's just cold? Go cold for 10 breaths and then I'll put it hot for a bit. And just warm the body up, move my um, joints and everything. And then I'll finish just quickly just for that last little cold. Yeah, and right. It's only like one minute shower, right? Yeah, and yeah. And um, yeah, get the um, skincare routine, man. I, I believe in skincare. <laughs> I, <laughs> moisturize. I moisturize, do all any, that. Um, any brand in particular? Mate, I like Sukin. Sukin, the little organic. It's more the cleaner sort of um, orga- organic sort of stuff. Yeah. Are they local? Australian owned, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah Sukin, S U K I N, they're good. Um, and then, um, yeah, just chuck on uh, the gym gear, and then um, I'll always put in my headphones, and yeah. then I'll listen to. Um, I got this app called Blinkist. All right, Blinkist. so what is that? It's condensed books, so ah. it's books in fifteen minutes. Yeah, so, see, I like that. Yeah, I, man, my like my time. Same, yeah, just, yeah. I, I can't be doing two hours, like. Yeah. But I might, yeah, I might invest Mate, in that. Even podcasts when they go for like three hours. Too long. The Joe Rogan's day. And that, it's uh, like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Can you really watch that? You know what I mean? I agree. So I yep. might invest in that. Yeah, mate, it's a, it's all your best books in the world. Self-development books or um, career, communication, relationships. Like it's all like non-fiction books, but condensed. Yeah. And um, so it works perfectly. So I chuck that in. I'll, I'll look at what I want and what I'm feeling that morning. Like, all right, I'm feeling leadership this morning. So I'll listen to a, a book on leadership and then in that 15 minutes I'll go downstairs and um, make my smoothie of doom like the... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The What's the smoothie of doom? <laughs> <laughs> the smoothie of doom, man. It's coconut water, avo, um, frozen banana, kale. Yeah, nice. Um, then we hit the powders. We got uh, WPI just for that fast... Any certain brand? Oh, man. I've tried a few. I just like... Um, that one online um there's a few online uh, yeah. <laughs> v- vpa no, oh yeah yeah just because mate you but i always buy in bulk yeah so they're good it's like comes at my door yeah, yeah. They're, they're good and it's, it's clean like there's no additives in that that's probably the main thing i look for in the wpi um so yeah wpi in it and then um uh what's it called i'll hit spirulina yeah um maca powder game changer Fuck, you have heaps of shit. Mac, Mac is good, man. <laughs> Mac is real good for yeah. energy. Um, beetroot powder, game changer as well. So Nitric oxide. Yeah, we yeah. used to hit beetroot shots before we run out and play. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So beetroot's – heaps of triathletes take yeah. beetroot as well. Um, so beetroot powder from a health food shop's been epic, I think. Chia seeds, cacao powder, um, oats, just, just raw oats, uh, honey um, – and then I'll add um, turmeric, a little bit of turmeric, um, like a brown, lion's mane powder, like a man. You, you know, know what you're talking stuff. about. That's, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty that good stuff. smoothie. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I top it off with a um, bulletproof coffee, so like a, a long black with um, coconut oil. Yep. And I'll pour that into the smoothie. And do blend you it, blend that up? One thing that I was gonna say, would you add um, that I do every morning? Do you do collagen? No, should I get mate? Yeah, I'm always re- looking at new things. I reckon college, like there's so many shit brands out there. You know what I mean, like anything. Mm. But if you get a good formulated collagen, really, I reckon it's the best thing I've ever Is taken. It? Yeah, in okay. term, like I literally could see my 
my nails growing yep. at a faster rate. Yeah. My hair, like yeah. my skin. Yeah, true. Gut health. Um, yeah. I okay. rate it hey. Is it is it is it like a protein? Like it's yeah, so protein A. Kind of. So yeah. you take it in like a powder form. Yeah. You gotta find the right one. But um right. I reckon if you added that in, yep. it'd be a All right. All right. <laughs> I'll add that. I'll add um, that in, man. I wanted to ask you, so just going through what you said in that smoothie, are you vegetarian or no? Nah, no? nah, nah. I just like to eat yeah. clean. I don't eat too much meat anymore, actually. Interesting. But, um, Everyone's starting to do that. So what are you would you call yourself pescatarian or what do you Oh no, I will um so my my I I get this um it's funny, I got I, I love outsourcing. We we can talk about this later, but I, I outsource a lot of things in my life. Yeah. And I outsource like my food. Like I got a chef who cooks all my meals and um he's vegan. Okay. And uh all my meals are vegan, but then I'll buy like a grass fed beef to add uh, you know, at, at dinner. And that's that's the only meat I eat generally is like kangaroo or beef. Yeah. At dinner. And then on a weekend I'll I'll treat myself. I love um like chicken or Whatever, but yeah, no, a lot of just whole foods, really. Yeah. So what what led you to eating less meat? Do you oh, feel better, or yeah, the yeah. animal cruelty, or is it actually how you feel? No, no, it was the feeling. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It was um. Well, my dad's from Poland, right? So I grew up eating steak, um, and then sausages at lunch, and then more steak at yeah. dinner. You know, their diet was just pure meat. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Uh, I love. Me- I think meat is very important personally, but um. Yeah, I, it was more just when I was developing my macros and that I wanted to eat more clean food. It was all just whole food sort of stuff, a lot of sweet potatoes and rice, brown rices. and No, this is interesting because um, I'm literally sort of kind stuff. of like thinking of transitioning, not like vegan, but yeah. I just, I, obviously I've, man, I've probably for the past five years, I've eaten two kilos of meat a day. Yeah. Two fucking yeah, yeah, kilos. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a lot of meat. Yeah. And then I did like dip into where I just... I, I didn't eat much meat, like yep. probably 500 grams a day. Yeah. And man, like my digestion, my bloat, everything mm. just went down. Yeah. So it's kind of sparked me to think, should yeah. I try it? It's, like, it's I, I feel where people might go wrong is like they're not getting enough of the nutrients and calories. Like I think meat's great for you need. But just a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think there's a limit, right? You go too much, then it's a risk of um, like a lot of European, like in my dad's country, a lot of them die through um, – artery clogs and, yeah. and all that you know cholesterol and, and stuff I, I just think whole foods is should be the basis and then um fish i eat a lot of fish on weekends as well salmon and all that sort of stuff so um i've definitely in the last sort of 12 months outsourced like since i outsourced that i've stepped up the it's all like spray free organic as yeah. well like uh, the quality of the food as well i used to it was about how cheap i could get you know your budget everything but now it's like the quality of life you believe that makes a difference yeah i, I do now yeah, yeah yeah just energy like business is an energy game and that i'm treating it like that and i feel it it pays off and when you combine that with the morning routine you know it's um it's 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 sort of good and then exercise and all those all those sorts of things i just want to ask you how do you how do you create a meal because I, I i know but I, a lot of listeners wouldn't how do you create a meal without meat so mm. what could you have yeah. for lunch there's no meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Mate, I was the exact I mean? same. Yeah, Because yeah, I, I, even myself, I'm like, what do I what do I start it's, to cook? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, it's it's definitely different. Like, it took me a while to adjust. Yeah. I was, I was just so busy with life. I'd just, like, just chomp it down. I didn't yeah. have time to think what I was eating. But, um, for instance, lunch today, man, it was epic. I had, like, it was, there was some white potato, sweet potato, brown rice, a heap of kidney beans, 
um, uh, legumes. Beans. Yeah, beans. Yeah. Um, mushroom. These big, fuck, they're all nice. These big mushrooms, heaps of kale, broccoli. And uh, no meat. There was no meat in it. Nah. And yeah, it, it was wow. just like this huge, and it was a lot of food, man. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just put a bit of sriracha over it and um, just smashed it. It was, it was good. That's the thing. I thought I'd struggle without the meat component. Um, then tonight, you know, I've got some grass-fed beef ready to go with with my dish as well. So it's not like I, I don't crave. I used to have it at breakfast, at lunch, dinner, and I just feel so much um, lighter and, and fitter. I think I feel fitter. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, no, you might have sparked me. I might um, might give it a go. Yeah, just yeah. Have, just incorporate more meatless meals. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Then I mean, you can load up on more good stuff, right? Yeah, hundred like, percent. Fucking heaps of. Like a lot of the good stuff. But yeah, it's all different, right? If your goals are to put on size or whatever, you know, it might be different, obviously. Yeah. Because um but I'm not about I'm just here for a healthy life, you know. So what's what's on the horizon from that? Like what obviously you're currently doing buyers agent. Is there anything else you're doing right as of now? Yeah, yeah, I was I'm actively like an investor in property since I was twenty twenty one. So that's sort of my side thing that I just I got a real passion for. I've always loved um looking into buying property and, and um, renovating and all that sort of stuff. So um, I, I love that in my personal life and um, just around a few other businesses we, we're about to launch and, and looking into as well. So when I started the company for the buyers agency, it opened my whole world up to like business now, like yeah. investing in the other businesses. And, and yeah, I, I just find it um, really cool. I, it's like a, yeah, it's like a life-size game of Monopoly, right? So is that, this is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life? Or do you have other things that you want to dip into? Or Oh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'm very much on um, everything leads to to um, the next thing, right? Like, who knows where this is going to take me? Like, I thought I was still going to be a professional athlete. Yeah. <laughs> you asked me uh, 10 years ago where I'd be, I'd say, oh, I'll be playing NRL till I'm 35. Yeah, you know, so um, that didn't happen, um, and led me to this randomly, and I only stumbled in this because I got into property investing. So, who knows where the uh, the next journey will will take? But I'm really enjoying the different styles of businesses, like how I can adapt this new skill that I've created in this business. How can I, uh, you know, monetize it? Like we've got a podcast now, and and we're about to start like an online course, and and thinking, okay, that's more e-commerce. Okay, yeah. I want to learn around e-commerce now, and it's just like. Yeah, it's it's there's so many different things, right? I want to ask you, what's the um most ex- if if you don't mind saying, what's the most expensive house you've actually sold? You know, through your buyers agents. Oh, like bought? Yeah. Bought, oh yeah. man, nothing. I mean, the Gold Coast isn't like a Sydney or Melbourne. Yeah. You know, one of my favourites is probably like four four mil, nice okay. beach beachfront apartment. Our average um, clients we look after anywhere from probably one mil to uh, three mil. So you, why don't you target even the higher end? Is is there a reason for that? Yeah, look, it's two parts. Uh, I don't niche in there. That, you yeah. know, we'll, we'll take a client on if they're looking for that. And we have, you know, the, those threes, fours, fives mil, you know, kind of clients and whatnot. But the really higher end stuff like beachfront, like there's yeah. not, I mean, there's only so few of them on the coast as well. Obviously, we take it on, but a lot of the energy is towards um, – as well, how I'm related, like I'm, I'm, I'm just sort of an everyday. I'm from Western Prizzy, you know, so I get along really well with just your stock standard yeah. sort of people. But I love working with professionals and people who, um, who are, are go getters as well. And I find that, yeah, for coincidence, they always fall somewhere from one million to five million, you know, or four million. But 
you know, we helped this couple the other day from Sydney. Their their budget was seven hundred, and um, mate, they were unreal, and we saved them a ton of money, and they're, they're over the moon, and they really impacted their life. You know, so there's no real. I don't really segment in the budget. It just seems like that's that's sort of where where it always ends up. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, how are we going for time? Oh, only half. Yeah, yeah sweet, sweet. sweet. Yeah. Um, so what does a typical day look like now, as yeah. a, as opposed to NRL? Yeah, no, it's a, <laughs> mate. It's a, it's it's different. Less less free time. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny after. Um, well, yeah, after the smoothie, obviously I'll hit the gym and then um, I'll go to the beach. And then um, at the beach, I'd, I'd have a swim always. And then I'll do like a 10-minute yoga sort of flow. Yeah, right. And then I'll meditate for 12 to 15 minutes. And that meditation is like vital, I feel. I want to, like, I know all about this, but some of our listeners do. So meditation, people listening think you sit there in a yoga pose and you hum. <laughs> what does meditation, what could meditation be that you would do on a typical morning? Yeah, man, I, I do very much a uh, presence, like training my brain to be present okay i, I reckon that's it I'm, I'm training the brain right so here's a scenario like all right i've got a to-do list every day that's probably 50 things long yeah right and i've got my phone going off and i've got clients um here and i've got agents at me here and then i've got someone coming at me here for a fire and then i've got my pa asking me this and then it's like okay when all that's going on how do you respond like where can you attend your focus to and still stay calm but then perform as well and yep. that's something i learned from sport it's like you can do things but are you doing it well like are you are you narrow focused and getting it done to the best of its ability so it's like i see too many people multitask and do it i don't believe in multitasking i think that's that's the killer i think it's like how well can you do one thing but do it really well and so if things are coming in constantly like how can you train your brain to just sort of um, focus on the one thing, not be distracted and um, still stay on on task. So that's what I do every morning. It's kind of like, yeah, thoughts come in and out and go, but it's like how can I bring my thought back to my breath or back to so the sound of the ocean? Of, or, are you kind of processing the day or are you doing more affirmations? Or Good question. Yeah, so I, I sort of break it down. I, the first sort of probably eight minutes is just breath. Okay. So I always go um, – uh, five things I can um, hear. Yep. Right. So I always hear like the ocean, and like then you try focusing on the ocean. Yeah. Like right. Where, or we, which which part of the ocean's breaking? Is it over this side or, or on the southern side? Or uh, and then you you'll randomly hear other shit going on, but I'm still staying. I'm trying to stay focused on that. And then um, you know you hear the birds and and all that sort of stuff. And then okay, what's five things I can feel now? You know. And then you get like real attentive to like the the um, that that piece of water, you know, the drip of water yeah, right. falling down. You're focusing on that, um, you know, and and you can feel the wind. Like I always try to, where's the wind come from? Northeast, southwest. Like is it hitting the back? Or um, I find that really good. So that's really helped me when I started looking at more the you'd know this like with training the mind muscle stuff. Like actually feel like you know what yeah. I mean like actually thinking. Um, so that that's that's really helped. And then I'll move into just a bit of breath work and then I'll move into, um, yeah, more uh, future focused. Like what do I want in life? Like I'll they call it like manifesting, I guess you would, was the woo-woo word, but man, man, like a visualization is yeah. a sports term, but just visualizing what I want, not only out of the day, but the week, quarter, the year, or, you know, the life kind of thing. And then um, I'll start 
the last things all around like affirmate yeah like um you know self-belief stuff and and like pretty much gearing myself up for for the day kind of thing it's crazy eh? like it actually does work like <laughs> I, I i say this a lot but i would have told myself four years ago to yeah you know, you do, yeah <laughs> do meditation do affirmations even do ice baths and stuff. And I always said, who the fuck are you? Like, that stuff is gay. Like, yeah, literally. I know. Like, go read a book or I'd be like, you're, you're kidding me. Yeah. But it actually works. Like, and I'm a firm believer in it. And, the like, I pretty much only surround myself with people now that, like, when I have a convo with them, they literally, they say exactly what you're saying. And I do that in my routine. And it's like, it's just crazy how many people are actually doing it. And how much it makes a difference. Oh, man. You know what I mean? It, it makes a makes a big difference. I, I feel it's like, again, priming your um, your mindset. Like, like it's like yeah. the, the, the the training of the brain is um, – like it's, I see it as that. Like we train our biceps and our quads or whatever, but do we actually train our brain? So true, yeah. <laughs> it's the hectic, most important muscle. Even just the food side of things, like I find when people are really passionate about what they put in their body – it makes a massive impact on their mood, their life, their business. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not always about just what you put in your body. Oh, does that get me abs or big? Yeah. It's actually how does that make me feel for the day? You know what I mean? And so yeah, the energy and that. That's why I think it all starts with with you and health because like even with my team, I I tell my whole team like, hey, where where what's your routine? What's your where yeah. you're training? Uh, have you got a gym? you you know what I mean like, I make sure all of them are got some sort of um lifestyle that away from work that they're actively into like some of them have kids and stuff it's like hey make time for your kids and and a lot of them exercise and like i'm all about hey you take the time you need for that because i know they're going to be better employees um when they're you know they're healthier yeah so i've got a couple more questions i want to ask you you've done your morning routine and um a few guests that i've had on board uh have like a night routine yeah do you, do you have a night routine well, something you do kind of before bed yeah man so i i believe the morning routine starts <laughs> the night before right yeah that's what they say so one thing i am really working on is trying to get to bed earlier so I, I, it's been i've been really intentional probably the last 12 18 months to i'm getting closer like my goal is sort of 8 eight thirty. i really want to hit that I'm, I'm i am here and there but not consistent Sometimes I hit nine, nine thirty. I used to be like ten thirty, so I've definitely improved. But my not my nighttime routine is obviously after dinner and everything, and brushing teeth. I'll sort of um, go in the room, and then I'll always I got do not disturb. Uh, that's been a game changer I'm on the phone. Putting on do not disturb oh, as yeah. soon as it goes seven o'clock, it automatically goes do not disturb. I um, obviously, do that. yeah. <laughs> obviously, if there's a deal on the line or a client, like they just call twice and it will go through. But yeah. what I find is just that you don't really hear the phone, and then um i'll put the phone down and then i'll always do like a bit of back rolls mobility for my spine and, and stuff i don't know yeah. i can't sleep without doing back like yeah some stretching i always have to stretch a eh? so i'll do back rolls like a couch stretch for hip flexors sometimes use like a trigger ball on my tfls and and all that yep probably like 10 minutes of just stretching and then um then i uh i've got like a little journal thing and then i'll read my goals i set for the year um i'll read my quarter goals that i set and then i always write down um three wins i had for the day which is so you do all this at night not the morning because a lot of people i talk to they do this in the morning yeah yeah no my my journaling's more before bed it's a lot of is there a reason for that oh mate i I, uh, first it's probably the morning i love 
I'm just up and at it. So it's once I've had cold shower, I mean, I want to get to the gym. Yeah. And once that caffeine hits as well. So I find uh, I like journaling when I'm super present and just chilling rather, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I like the night because it also gives me a bit of a reflection time because like I always write down firstly three wins I had for the day. That, that's that been a cool little exercise because I find um, we always have three wins for that. You could have felt like you had the worst day, but it's good to – I think it builds that reflection muscle. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, and I use that a lot with my, my team as well. Like, hey, what did we learn – yesterday or what did we learn with that client or that deal that went wrong like you you start learning there's always a reflection so three wins for the day something i'm looking forward to tomorrow so um that just gets you a bit amped to try and get out of bed as yeah. well and then um always write down like what i learned key learning i had for the day whether it was something i read or heard or a conversation i had Kind of thing, it's crazy, eh? Like these are such simple things, mm. but they're effective. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh like, yeah. I, I used to do it just because, like, you'd see successful people do it. Yeah. Like, but then I actually realised, like, at work, like the reflection piece. Like my whole team now, we've adopted that culture of like we're really reflective, and I think that's because for four years I just always finished the day with like, hey, what did I? What three things that I won today or learnt? Mm. You know, and it's yeah. it's true, but sleep is like. Oh, so underrated, and it's probably the most important thing. I don't know if you heard my. I had Olivia. She's the sleep expert. Oh, that'd so be good. she's literally she's crazy. Eh? Like she's been featured on Forbes and that, and she goes full into like supplementation really? and stuff she takes for bed. Yeah, wow. But the funny thing is that I took out of it. She said, "What people don't realize in society is oversleeping is actually worse than undersleeping." Ah, so she said, "If you go like over, I can't." Over nine hours, yeah, it's actually worse than like going under five hours or something. Interesting. So what majority of the population does is they they don't sleep a lot Monday to Friday because mm. they grind. Yeah. So they undersleep, and, and then, then they go week. Saturday and Sunday. I can set my alarm; it's, yeah. it's off, and then they oversleep, oversleep, and it's like this bad addiction. That's and true. she said it actually fucks you. She yeah. said you better have to have a constant thing yeah. from you know Monday to Sunday yeah. than all of this spiking. So yeah. Yeah. it was very interesting. Hey, that that mate. Yeah, sleep. I, I noticed it with my my business. Like I've had some close calls where it's like nearly burnout, you know, and because grind hard, but then um, I'd get to sleep, and then I was always I could get out of bed. Always, I don't have trouble getting out of bed. So even if I had a big day. 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock sleep. I'd still get up at sort of 4, 4.30 just because it was like I held myself accountable for the gym. But then I realized, mate, you do that after a week, two weeks, three weeks, you're like, fuck, I'm running on like empty here. Like it's sleep is yeah. everything. Like, oh, sleep is like number yeah. one, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, I want to we'll, – we'll wrap it up shortly. I want to ask you if you could um, have three people at dinner – uh, like alive now or in the past that you know they currently passed away who would you pick and why if you could invite Ooh, them yeah i reckon um i love uh oh, tony i like tony robbins so i reckon i don't know he's he's someone in that personal development space i, I reckon uh actually tell you who i like lewis house uh, i've been following him yeah, yeah yeah i like lewis house man he's he's cool because I, I relate to him a bit because he was an ex-athlete as well yeah um, but his podcast, that school of greatness, yeah, it's awesome. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Even just the stuff he posts, yeah, it's like yeah. I could read one of his like quote thingies, yeah. yeah. And like 
I just get amped for the day. Yeah. It's yep. like I resonate with that so yeah. hard. Yeah. So I'd probably say Lewis Howes. Um, I like Jay Shetty. Oh, yeah. He's, he's doing cool. good. Yeah. So he's more that more holistic yeah. meditation, um, relationships and that. Like he's uh, his potty's really good. Uh, and then third would probably be, um, I like Robin Sharma. I think he's- Never uh, heard of him. Yeah. he's He's got this book called The 5 a.m. Club. Yeah. But Robin Sharma opened me up to podcasts. Like this is like years ago and, and YouTube. Like, um, yeah, I, I just think he's more that his niche is like leadership and, and stuff. So uh, I think he'd, he'd teach me- Ton so yeah, there's three dudes. I'd so no like celebrity stars or anything. More than oh no, really? Yeah, I love. Yeah, it's funny. Hey, how, yeah. how life changes, right? Like probably when I was younger, I would have said all these NRL plays, yeah. but now it's like, man, I, I feel those three like are where I look up to all three of them in different areas. So I think that's yeah. that's what it is. Crazy when like I ask that question to everyone now, and um, probably eighty percent of the time, the two names that come up is The Rock. Dwayne Johnson, dead set every time, yeah. and Mike Tyson, oh. every time, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Oh, I thought you would have said one, but yeah, no, no, it doesn't really. Uh, well, uh, coming from professional sport, like I never really looked up to. Uh, that's why I used to get funny when people like used to ask for photos and stuff. Like, like, yeah, I'm just like you, man. Like, I know you, you know mean. what I mean. Yeah. It, it doesn't just really, normal. Yeah, just normal, normal yeah. people. And as I said, I've 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 met and played with a lot of athletes, and mate, they're all they're all normal. Yeah, people. I, I see those people who are making impact in the world. They're the ones who are like, "Fuck, I, I want to get into their brain." Like, how are they impacting so many people in the world? Hundred like, you know, percent. What What are they doing? Like, yeah, yeah. they think differently, right? Oh, hundred percent. They yeah. do. They yeah. do. They yeah. think yeah. and they act differently. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, you know, there's so many topics and things you can go into and dive off, but I wanted to keep it short and narrow. And for everyone listening, where can they find you? How do they contact you? What's all your services about? So, you know, if someone is looking to buy or whatever, how do they contact Matt? Yeah, man. Uh, I, I do a fair bit on Instagram and post a lot of content on there to help buyers out. So just Matt underscore Srama, S-R-A-M-A, and um, the Srama Group's a company. And, um, yeah, drop a drop a line. And, um, yeah, I'd love to stay connected with the community. So, um, yeah, man, and, and it's been a pleasure having having uh having on your show man I, i've been an outsider looking in and you're doing some great things man so keep it up no i appreciate that man um if you could leave one last message to the world what would you leave oh <laughs> i would say um i would say oh yeah i got one i uh, love putting you on the spot no nah, no nah, <laughs> man all, all my mates know me i've got this like i just have so many quotes <laughs> oh i love quotes. <laughs> it's uh the relationship you have with yourself will set the tone with every other relationship you have in your life. I love it. I yeah. actually love that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, everyone listening, um, yeah, if you want to reach out and give Matt a, a follow, a like, share. Um, if you do want, you know, any um, – I'm going stagnant. <laughs> if you do want to contact him regarding, you know, buying a house or anything – He's the man, so hit him up and, um, yeah, go give us a like, give it a share, and we'd love to hear your feedback. 